Whatever, bro. It's making fun of me because I, I love wheat. 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 Wheat with a T. Oh, T. Wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat with a T. <laughs> Definitely. He's a fairly formal goat, but he likes to party. Did you guys know that uh, Pepe Le Pew has been banned from like many teams because it's offensive to the French, I guess? Cheers. This is a New England. It's supposed to look like orange juice. <laughs> Welcome back, Sonder Stories, Chapter 15. It's been a couple of weeks. We're back at it. The boys are back in the Sonder Stories podcast studios. This is sponsored by Looney Tunes. And I'm sitting with Chase Legler, Jeff Parker, Luke Shropshire, and off in a distance, producer, non-producer, Danny Harold. Danny gave us a wave. That's more than the three of you jokers gave me, and you've got mics in front of you. <laughs> so uh, they are all here, despite uh, the clear enthusiasm that everyone's got here. Welcome back. And uh, we're coming at you today with one of our beers that's a repeat beer. It's come back, and it's a fan favorite. It's one that, that blew through really, really quickly the first time we put it on. It was a pretty small batch, just a few barrels, and we brought it back this time with a little bit of a bigger size. And we're talking about Coconut Tears. Our brown ale with, help me out, guys, coconut. Toasted. Toasted coconut. Toasted um, coconut nibs and vanilla. The cocoa nibs are toasted, too? Yes. Didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's news to me. Yeah, it brings out more flavor. Well, let's talk about that. Let's just j- dive right in. Why do we toast the coconut and the cocoa nibs? So the coconut's already a pretty strong uh, adjunct in general. It was more, actually, to be honest with you, sanitary issue, or reasons why I did it. And then secondly, you know, toasted coconut just tastes so good. You know, it's, everyone knows. It smelled <laughs> It, it did smell amazing, and I, I walked in that day, and you have basically trash cans full of toasted coconut, and we both just started eating it. It was so good. Talk about how much coconut we actually use in this beer, which is important, right? Because it's not an extract. It nope. is actual toasted coconut that, mm-hmm. that, Luke, you come in really early the day that we put that into the beer yep. and actually toast that in the kitchen that Brew River uses. So talk about... How did you figure out how much coconut to use and talk a little bit about how much that is? So figuring out the coconut, I actually reached out to my buddy uh, out at Jackie O's um, and asked how they kind of did their coconut additions um, since they do quite a bit of it in their barrel variants of their bourbon beers. I'm sorry, their stouts. So he gave me some insight, and then I reached out to one of my buddies uh, who's a home brewer and kind of got some insight from him. And then I just kind of came down to a number, which was pretty astronomical so about 10 pounds of coconut uh, per beer barrel a little over the top but the flavor is just so good it's it's hard not to go that heavy and then really with that coconut knowledge i really kind of wanted to take it up a notch turn the dial up to 11 you know and um (laughs) uh, but it only goes to 10 (laughs) it's one louder (laughs) um so then from there, I wanted to kind of get a little bit more. So I kind of wanted to make a mounds bar out of it. So this was always kind of something I wanted to do, and I never was able to kind of knock it out. Um, this time, I think I really hit it. So what was it? Ghana coconut nibs and then vanilla beans. And then um, after seeing quite a few videos online from the brewery, 
and them toasting coconuts, I was like, I'm just going to toast these bad boys. So woke up at 5 in the morning. Well, woke up at 4 in the morning to get here at 5, and then toasted in Brew River's kitchen. Uh, the first time I did it, I did it very novicely, so wasn't really aware of how... how um, potent the fumes are from the coconut when it comes out of the oven, and my eyes were burning sensationally. So, I, would you say they were tearing up? They were tearing up. Yes, I was literally. It was like onions, but worse. So, so that's how we got coconut tears. Um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty uh, painful. But um, yeah, so I did that, and then um, I decided to then toast the cocoa nibs. Um, went online and saw that when you toast them, it brings out more character. And you can really tell right, right when you toast them, right when they come out. Obviously, they're darker, but the aroma is just really popping really hard. And so, in my eyes, or in my head, I was thinking, okay, if I can get this in the bright tank as fast as possible after toasting and rack the beer right on top of it, I should be able to catch all the nuances that are being released right away. And so, that's what I did. So... I had everything set up, filter ready to roll through the toasted nibs and the coconut and the, um, not toasted vanilla, but uh, made the vanilla caviar, so just scraping out all the beans and then threw it in, went straight on top of it with the beer and then recirculated it for, you know, an hour for a couple days until we hit the flavor uh, composition we wanted and then carved it up and went from there. And that's how we made coconut tears batch one. And, and this is batch two. Nothing changed from batch two, or, or the only thing that changed is more coconut. So this was a ten barrel batch, so it was over a hundred pounds of coconut. Um, so a hundred pounds is a lot. So I had to get a, and this is, this is it's sterile and clean. So I scrubbed it down with chlorinated cleaner, acid, parasitic acid. So it was very good. Did a hundred pounds of coconut. Had to put it into a nice brute style trash can, and then slowly bagged it. There was probably like fifteen to twenty bags that I had to shove into the bright tank, and then I toasted 20 pounds of cocoa nibs, and then I think it was probably like 200 grams of vanilla beans, so I don't know, what is that, six ounces, seven ounces of beans, quite a bit, half a pound, Um, and then, yeah, just went from there. Um, I, I see Chase cringing over there every time we've said trash cans. Just to be clear, it was not directly into a used trash no, can. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was clean. It was actually, it was unused. It was an unused trash. Large can. sanitary vessels. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We should, we should rephrase. It, it wasn't tra- It was, it was a can. It was a plastic can. How about that? Yeah, it was not a trash can. It was, it was not, a. It was a. I like that it was sanitary a, it was a vessel. Coconut can. It was. A, it was a sanitary <laughs> coconut vessel. <laughs> and then some extra buckets too, because it didn't all fit in there. So it was, it was, it was quite a bit. I had a few handfuls of the toasted coconut. It was we all had a handful. Really, it, good. it was tasty. I couldn't stop eating it actually. So that <laughs> 10, ten pounds of barrels maybe a little bit like nine point nine eight. Yeah, but it was it was good. Um, the funniest thing behind this is, and this is the first time I actually used coconut as an adjunct, um, professionally or home brewing. Um, you know, you always try coconut beers and. If you're using a natural flavoring, it's really hard to get the true coconut character. You usually get like a suntan lotion behind it. Um, and this is no dig on my boss, but it was uh, the first time we did this, it was kind of funny because he was like, hey, yeah, man, this is a lot of coconut, dude. We should probably take this thing out. I was like, nah, it should be okay. It should be okay. Let's just keep rolling. He's like, I just don't want to become suntan lotion. I was like, no, 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 Let's push it another day. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> and we pushed it and pushed it, and it turned out very good. It, it is a fear. I, it's true. It's, it's very. It's total, a very. Fair, it's a fair I think cheer. We've all had. If you enjoy coconut and you've tried coconut beer, we've probably all had one 
where it, at the end of the day, I could have probably gone without it because I felt like I was drinking Hawaiian Tropic. And mm. that's absolutely not what we get here, which is yeah. one of my favorite things about it. Yeah, I think the suntan lotion comes with using a lot of extract maybe, but yeah, but Luke did a great job on this. And what he doesn't remember is that he actually wanted to cancel this beer. It's true. Because he didn't think that the base was going to going to mix well with the adjuncts and i told it's going to be good so. so talk about that a little bit chase so this base beer is a base brown ale it is yeah uh basically there was just a fear that there wasn't enough kind of meat and backbone to the brown ale because our, our brown ale is pretty drinkable it's it's you know it's, it has all the flavors that you're looking for but it's also uh you know like a lot of our beers is it's pretty crushable and uh it's, it finishes clean so luke was a little bit concerned about the the lack of body to, to the beer um but i i knew what I knew that he knew what he was doing and just to go for it. And at the end of the day, it was, you know, it was a five-barrel batch. And, you know, worst case, you got to dump it. And I was prepared to dump it. But it sold off in, like, what, four or five, six days? Something yeah, crazy. It was, yeah, it was one of our fastest selling, yeah. selling yeah. one-off beers that we had done up until now redoing it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did you guys land on I, – I, I vividly remember this discussion. So we brewed the, the brown ale the first time. Yep. And – we weren't sure if 30 barrels was too much of a brown ale or, mm-hmm. or, or not enough, frankly. And the, our, our brown ale does sell well. Um, for those of you that haven't had it, it's called Bird Watcher. Uh, we've alluded to it on a past show here and how we got the name of that. But um, how did you guys land on, okay, if we're going to spin off Bird Watcher into another brand and we're going to do an entirely uh, separate beer out of this because – Let's, let's be honest, this beer does taste enough different of Birdwatcher that it is a completely different brand. I mean, it's, there, it, is, it is oftentimes not even the same consumer. So how were you able to do that, and how did you land on, let's do a coconut, cocoa, vanilla brown ale? Oh, that was Luke. He's, he's always wanted to do, uh, I think he, I think he uh, spoke about it earlier, about an Almond Joy beer. So the, the name just came because we thought it was funny that he was tearing up while... while while toasting the coconut, so we had to call it coconut tears. It's, it's actually much. It's, if if you share the full story, it's actually much funnier than that. Did, uh, yeah. <laughs> as it was told to me, I wasn't a part of it. But as it was told to me, you walked in and cha- er, excuse me, you walked in and Luke looked like he had just been sobbing for hours. And Luke said something to the effect of, "Dude, screw onion, screw coconut tears. I'll take onion tears." All day over coconut tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah verse that, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I'll, I'll take onion tears over. Yeah, that's right. I, took I think it. that's what onion I said. Tears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like onions. I'll take onion tears It'll over play. coconut tears. That, okay. That's right. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm caught up now, guys. <laughs> but that's true. I, I did say that. Um, but yeah, because we actually had a name for it. It was going to be Sonder Joy. Trademark. Pending. Yeah. Well, we can always edit that out, but yeah, it was going to be Sonder Nobody Joy. We had one. it all ready to go, and then... Because, uh, you know, we were prepared for the name uh, before the beer was done. And after that, we just had to name it. Oh, it, it's the most perfect yeah. <laughs> the most perfect name after that story. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys probably know what, what I like in beer. But, yeah, it was definitely Luke likes the, more of that style of the stouts with all the, um, the adjuncts added to it. So it was definitely his idea of making a Almond Joy type beer. Yeah, it's just fun. Um, some of these bases you can do a lot of peel-offs with, so I'll just come in with stupid ideas. We're like, Chase, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And we'll go from there, and, you know, that's just how a lot of them create. So kind of like the all-in saison or 
the Voss with cucumber and lemon. It's just, I just come up to them and say, what do you think about this? And then we'll talk it out, and then we'll go from there. You say stupid. I say creative. In all seriousness, not being funny at well, all. I, well, some of the ideas I come up with are just kind of way out there. <laughs> those are the ones that don't get made. Maybe those are stupid. <laughs> those ones that really don't go for, further past the door. <laughs> we'll, we'll eventually. We'll peel off. Like, you know, we'll eventually, we'll get like a little five-barrel bright tank back there, and they'll... I'll let Luke kind of go free on that with <laughs> peeling five barrels off whatever and do whatever. And Yeah, I mean, to date, it's, it's how we kind of do our, our R&D series, right? Because yeah, we, have a, we have a 30-barrel system, and we, we sell enough of it that the 30-barrel system is warranted. However, when we do have these fun one-off beers... It's, it's a little risky to dive all in on a 30-barrel batch of it. So to date, this is the best way and the most efficient way that we can get creative with some of that, that pilot system. But the beauty behind doing these beers is also giving Chase and I ideas for other batches. So because of this coconut, we have ideas for some other styles down the, down the road that we know are going to turn out the right way because we've, we've done this now two times. So it's, it's good time to do it too, because, you know, we have, we have two bright beer tanks and we have the ability to, to, to just send five barrels over to a bright beer tank and do whatever we want to do with it. And right now we have that flexibility with tank space. So, you know, learn as much as we can while we have the, the time and the, the tank space. JP, what's your take on this beer? Ooh, I love it. Um, I believe the first batch of it, I was still behind the bar when it came out, and I saw. I think you were. Yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of our like regular customers completely switch from their regular beers, and you know, totally jump into coconut tears. And, and across the tap room, you know, everybody really liked it. And I think it really kind of transcended styles. A lot of people were gravitating to your dark drinkers, your light drinkers, but even like your hoppy drinkers were were jumping over to this one because. I think it's really good and then the second batch you know being bigger and the toasted coconut nibs i mean this almost smells like to me like just a fresh chocolate like ice cream like a fresh briars chocolate ice cream like and that just kind of nostalgic for me you know we grew up on that so i mean i i love this beer pro tip if you come to the tap room <laughs> and, and the only place we'll say this is on the podcast how about that so if you if you come to the tap room and ask for a raspberry cordial Ooh, yeah. As, as founded by the hardest working man at Sonder, uh, John. John. Um, John is frequently seen keeping the place uh, spotless. That's right. Um, and everybody knows him. Everybody, everybody sees John. Um, come in and order a raspberry cordial in a four-ounce glass. And basically what that is is that's about half raspberry frosted Half coconut tears, and it truly tastes like a raspberry cordial. It's it's so crazy. Good. It is so with a little good. hops on it. That's yeah. A, yeah, it's so good. It's really good. Uh, and we're not really advertising that anywhere because it's just kind of a fun little one-off thing that's created by blending a couple of our beers. But if you're listening to this podcast and you come in, seriously, you should try it out. It's it's fantastic. Okay, it, let's let's kind of tie a bow on coconut tears. Is there anything about this beer that? The three of you want any want people to know. I don't know. This was this was one of my crazy ideas. No, it wasn't really bad. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw an imperial version of this in bourbon barrels in the future. I think these this crazy ideas really, you know, we got to think outside the box to kind of bring it back in the box. So. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Hey, hey, innovation is the. Uh, 
What does it mean to think outside the box to bring something back in the box? Well, you got to innovate. You got you to gotta think in different directions to, you know, hone in different things. You know, you can't just, can't just sit here and do what everybody else is doing. I mean, that was very vague right there. But, <laughs> but I mean, with, without, without innovation, without, like, crazy ideas for different styles, I mean, we're just doing what everybody else is doing. And, it's like, why do we want to go to the moon? I mean, you know? <laughs> To well, see the I Martians. Think we're sending the lady to the moon now, right? Space Force. Why, why, what, do you, what does going to the, the moon have to do with it? Because we were thinking outside the box, and then we come back in the box, like, going out to the moon. Well, that was a space race with Russia. You know, we had to show them up. Foose. It's true. Yeah, there's, like, missile stations set up on the moon now. The dark side of the moon. I don't believe ours until killing a dog either. <laughs> we definitely didn't kill any dogs what? in the brewing of this Hold beer. Hold on a second. Hold on. I gotta know, Chase. Are you one of those people that thinks that we didn't actually go to the moon? Oh no, we definitely did. Those people are stupid who think we didn't go to the moon. Uh, they don't know what solar winds are. Come on, that's what the flag is waving. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, we definitely went to the moon to land on the moon. We had lights. We went to the moon to land on the moon. That is that is true. We thought outside the box to get back in the box. See, now you got the correlation. <laughs> It's like, it's like Armageddon. You remember when they had to shoot around the moon to get behind the... Oh, yes! It's called the, the, it's called the slingshot, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you don't cry watching Armageddon, you're not a human. Liv Tyler, <sighs> pulling my tears. What the... What? <laughs> I don't know. I, tears. To, yeah. Anyways, wrapping it up on my side. <sighs> All right, so... Uh, coconut like tears from now on. All right, let's uh, let's let's tie a bow on on coconut tears here. Does everybody have beer in their glass? Yes, I got two All beers. Right. <laughs> Showing everyone up. Yeah, you, should, you should probably drink them both when we toast this. Yeah. All right, all right. Cheers, guys. Cheers.